0: Be relaxed. Great.
1: Thank you. Please, by all means, relax. Pour yourself <laughs> a beer, a glass of wine, have some tea. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Relaxing in the chair is
0: nice enough. So, um, yeah,
1: Thor.
2: Thor! Yeah, Thor! Hail
1: Thor. Why is Thor so awesome? That is the question I suggest we quest about. Because
2: everybody <laughs> loves <laughs> because Thor.
1: He's a friend of man. Podcast-
2: Well, for for one thing, he was the god of the common man way back in the day. And we are all, whether we like it or not, common. (laughs) I don't don't know anybody. (laughs) (laughs) We're not princesses. Not even you, Patty.
0: (laughs) Oh, no, I am very common. It's true.
2: So I think that he seems like the kind of guy you'd want to hang out with. Where Odin seems like the kind of guy you want to cross the room maybe just, you know, away from you. Right. Maybe wave high every now and then.
1: Certainly Thor is the easily the most straightforward of gods. He is the god who goes forth, kills Jotuns, and protects Midgard. And right. he's just the awesome that way. No other of the gods actually goes out and actively hunts down jotuns like that.
0: That's true. He travels to Jotunheim a fairly great deal too.
1: Yep. Which usually ends up in
0: jotuns fighting, but you know, it's interesting. It's like he's um, more familiar with the terrain, I guess. I'm not sure where I'm going with that, but I think it's because he's he is like you said he's so active. He's out. He's traveling, and he's familiar enough with that domain and those. Uh, particular entities, that he can destroy them more effectively, I guess.
1: And I think I would suggest he is half-giant himself. You know, certainly the the son of the Earth, and the the Earth is his mother, his father is Odin, but maybe other folks. My own UPGs, I strongly suspect he's got some giant blood in him, And it makes sense.
0: He would have it from Odin, too, really, if you think about it, but, you
1: know. Yeah, but... (laughs) <laughs> I know we've
0: gone down that road before,
1: but right now the lore has a couple couple different points of, of parentage. There's certainly some lore that suggests he's Odin's son. There's certainly some lore that suggests he's you know son of Jörd, son of the Earth.
0: That's a female white. That kind of makes sense for her him to be both.
1: Right, but I mean, and he's in particular well known for his traveling. Yes, the, the whole Utgard Loki saga is basically him going forth to the dark depths of Jotunheim. To test his metal.
0: Well, I was going to say that he also travels with Tear to get the uh, brewing bucket, doesn't he? Yes, he does. The Great Cauldron?
1: Yep. Uh, for the biggest party in the universe. Yeah,
0: really. <laughs> so. And then he fishes with a giant and scares the giant with what he pulls up. World Serpent. And
1: yeah, he gets around for. And there's a crapload of place names after him. Yes. I believe of all the gods, he's the one who's got the most... Place names after him,
0: it's and people like, names even to this day. People, yeah. you know, either or not, use Thor as one of the one of the names.
1: Yeah, Thorson, Thor, Donar. Nope, he, he gets around.
0: Yeah.
1: So, anybody got any UPGs about Thor? Any unsubstantiated personal nosies about Thor? Neat peccadillos.
0: I I don't know if this is necessarily UPG. Maybe it's just a logical leap, but. I think there's a lot more to Thor than a lot of people grasp uh, at first. You know, he's certainly uh, Jotun's Bane, he's certainly the wielder of Mjolnir, he's certainly a war god. Um, we can make a strong Dumasilian argument for him being a, a, a second function war god, but um, he's also got this connection with fertility. I mean, we have this tradition of putting the, the hammer in the bride's lap to ensure pregnancy, essentially. So I think that there's he's connected to the earth in more ways than just oh yeah that's his mom. I think that there is a fertility aspect too. Um, I think that's also compelling to look at when you consider his wife Seif, who you know, we mostly think of
2: as a goddess. Well, if you look at what lightning does for growing things, it can help. What does it do? Like fertilizes uh, the if it hits. Oh golly gee, I'm not a scientist. Um.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oak big big giant oak trees definitely seem to attract lightning, this is true.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. But again, you know, when when fire does its thing to land, it grows back greener and more lush.
1: Absolutely.
2: Yeah, it refertilizes the soil from the ash.
1: And lightning bolts absolutely do fertilize the soil. Yeah while well, I wouldn't you know suggest trying to catch one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a bad idea.
1: Yeah.
2: But, but I I get irritated when people just kind of write him off as just like the good time god, the like the
3: party god. Well, I don't I don't see him that way. I think he's like uh, Patty was saying, he, he his initial image is um the deceptive and simplistic. There are a lot of layers there. One thing that I've noticed is that with children, there seems to be an instant, not only appeal, but fellowship and understanding between them and four, in, at least in my experiences. When I've tried to go into the other age tier with people of a younger age, for whatever reason, whenever doing a blood with before, there seems to be a faster and more natural affinity and association with him than with the other dog. So, I mean, it's, and I think that has to do with his common appeal. I think that has to do with, I think, a deeper aspect of the whole fertility side also, because for me, my own personal wow. is, is I see a very fatherly kind of aspect of sort of that's kind of overlooked, because I think more people think of him as strong arm more than than protector, and nurturer, and the fatherly sense. But children seem to pick up on that instantly.
0: Well, also a lot of people overlook the fact that, well, I mean, everybody thinks of him as just the idiot. Strong, but kind of like dumb as an oak. And what they don't see is that he is, he's smart. He really is. You can see it throughout the lore on, that he figures stuff out. Yeah, he kind of gets, you know, it takes a little while to get there, but he gets there the best way he can.
2: You more got street smarts than book smarts.
0: Yeah, and that really is, uh, is something that a lot of people will, um, well, like my husband will more attend to, because sometimes, and I don't mean this exactly, my husband kind of looks at, well, people with a lot of book smart aren't always the smartest people to be with in a
1: situation where you need help. Mm. Well, we do have a whole lore basically highlighting how not only is Thor awesome, but he's smart too. He outwits a troll and talks him to death without the usual standard, like, apply hammer here.
2: Which is the most awesome story ever.
1: And he basically, by saying, well, asking different questions and not only pumping this troll for information, but kills him at the end. Are you talking
0: about a troll or are you talking about Alvis the Dwarf? Only because I'm looking at my edit all the small is the all wise the same, but they usually, you inter- right. make- know, same, same, same thing. Same, same, outwits him the whole time. Correct. Uh, which is great. And Harbard song was what I was going to bring up as a, uh, uh, in support of what you guys were saying too, because yeah, there's this fighting that goes on and yeah, Thor kind of doesn't look all that smart, but he's arguing with Odin, you know, I mean, he's trying to outwit Odin. Um, and, and, and you really can't do that. So it's not that he's dumb; he's just not as smart as Odin. Which and, I, I and too stubborn
1: thought. to stop. <laughs>
2: right.
0: right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and he. It's, I'm sorry. I was just looking at this. I love this poem. I love watching the two of them insult each other on the page. It's really hysterically funny. But anyway, yeah. I just it's uh, it's really amazing to me. And even that ends with not defeat so much as okay. If you're not going to ferry me, how do I get across the river? And he gets his answer, and he goes, all right, we'll see it." and goes and crosses the river at a different point. You know, right. that's not dumb. That's actually very common sense and very pragmatic, which I
1: think is more appealing. Now, have a look at this. I dropped a link of uh, various—it's about uh, ten different names of Thor in the lore. And the interesting thing is, you know, some of them are ones we are you know, quite familiar with, that of Aaron Rindy—I think I'm pronouncing that correct— the One Who Rides Alone, this is basically noting him as the, the Traveling God, Atli, the, the Terrible, Asabragar, uh, Aesir Lord, Aesir Tor, and, you know Aesir Thor. Those are the ones that everybody thinks about. Right. But we also have some interesting names of the Strong Archer, which I, you know, that's like, hey, never thought of him as, you know, much of an archer. <laughs> Not, yep. but of course, you know, he doesn't necessarily need a bow. He's got Mjolnir.
0: I like this one, uh, and the longer, the one with the wide forehead. I think that's hysterical.
1: That's, yeah. It's
0: probably a, uh, a hint at the, when he puts the
1: one in. Right, it's a kenning for, of course, when he gets the Flintstone in his head.
0: Right, but it's still a great, the one with the wide forehead.
1: <laughs> but some of the other names are, I, I think, kind of interesting as well, in terms of Sorong, where it suggests you know, he's possibly the true one, uh, you know the the, the stout one. Guard of the Shrine, Vir, Ve- I think I'm pronouncing that right. That's, again, a typical in his guardian function. But this is an interesting list. It's it's highlighting different aspects of him. It's not just like, you know, Ugga Ugga Kill. He's, he's the protector of Midgard.
2: Right. Maybe that's why he's so beloved of man, because he's our big protector. Yeah. Yep. And we know he was important for no other reason,
0: just that he was one of the main gods in Uppsala. I mean, he was one of the big three, right? You know, it's Odin, Frey, and Thor. And who's in the middle kind of changes, I think, depending on the region you're in. But he's definitely one of the big three gods and, and worth noting. And I think it's great that he's so relatable.
1: Now, the, the interesting thing about the the flint in the forehead... My recollection was, I, I don't remember the exact site, but some archaeologists did actually find a number of Thor statues with, surprise, surprise, a chunk of flint in the, the wooden figures. Really? So that the whole, yeah, that whole myth about Thor taking the, the, the whetstone to the head, taking the flint to the head, it, is in fact uh, an allegory for that. I mean, Thor idols themselves were effectively fire tools. They would take those with the little Thor statue, the whetstone or flint, and, you know, strike steel and make, ta-da, lightning. You made sparks, you made fire. That protected you. Right. That it wasn't just this, like, mythological thing. This was something, you know, this was a tool. And one which I presume and hope and expect that folks at that time figured it was that much more blessed and that much more effective.
0: Interesting. Interesting. That's, I didn't know that. I have to think about that. That's really
1: interesting. Isn't that cool? Yeah. It's no wonder why everybody had their own little Thor statue with them, because, of course, it would be part of the tool set. Right,
0: yeah, and and how interesting that you could see the, the spark from flint and steel as something like lightning. It usually shows up as that little quick sparky flash. and That makes yep. an interesting comparison.
1: Hmm. It almost makes you wonder if all their tools were not equivalently you hear, you put on your sword, you know, the, the sign of Tyr, twice. If right. not, all their weapons and all their accoutrements had some sort of god or goddess associated with. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense, since most of the gods had some sort of you know, practical function.
0: Yeah. Something to think about. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, I'm actually looking at Hermer's poem while we're talking about this, or the sort of, uh, Hermskvita, which is actually just the one where he does the fishing, it's not the one with the point. But that got me distracted because I was like, oh, wait, Prince Peter. There's so much cool stuff in here, too. Absolutely. H-L-O-R-R-I-D-I. So I want to say already, but I'm, no, I'm butchering it. And it's listed in the book as a name for Thor as well. I don't know what the translation would be. But I don't know if that was listed in the Wikipedia uh,
1: or not. Yeah, I'm sure this, I, I doubt by a lot that this is, that the, the Wikipedia list is exhausted by any means. I, I can't imagine there's, <laughs> that 10 is it. Yeah. <laughs> But it's just so damn handy. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: God's praise the internet.
0: <laughs> what would we do without this internet? And, and what did we do all our lives with, without it?
1: <laughs> we actually read things.
0: Yeah, I remember having to read a lot of books.
1: <laughs> so anybody do any successful rituals, connection with Thor? Anything particularly interesting that folks have done?
2: Well, was it... It was Raven Kindred North, I believe. <laughs> That, that did the Thor blow at ECC. no no nope. that was negative uh, was that, actually.
1: that was that
2: was Binggal sorry I get my Eastern board kindreds confused keep silence. talking that was a great ritual keep talking about it that's the, the, that's, that's the thing it was a silent ritual when you, when you think of Thor you don't think of silence. And most of the four rituals I've been at, or I've, you know, a uh, hearty hail four, and everybody yells out, hail four, too, and it's this what to do. In this particular blow, it was silent, and yet it was the most powerful. I mean, you could feel four there. You could hear him. I mean, there was thunder and lightning going everywhere. Yeah. And, and exactly. as I recall, the loudest thunder was
0: after the Thor's people stood up and said <laughs> Hail, Thor. So it's like, we all said Hail Thor, and we got, you know, that sort of silent building of, of uh, presence. Yep. And then, it's like, Rick Oberg, Hail Thor, and you hear thunder rumble. And then, you know, I think it was Gary, too. Uh, you know, Hail Thor, and thunder crashes across the
2: plane. It was really interesting. <laughs> it, was, it was an amazing. I mean, I've never, never felt that moved by a bloke. I mean, really, any bloat, come to think of it. That one really,
1: really hit hit me. Yeah, e- ECT is good for that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, right. Tanya's right. There
0: was something special about that bloat. In and above, they, they everybody, you guys just put on good ritual, you ECT planners, but uh, there was something about that one that was really special. Oh, absolutely. It was like the Freya bloat that, uh, um... Uh, Meadowburg did that time. It was like Something about that was just really special. We did a Thor bloat at Sirius Rising one year and it was, it was raining like crazy and, and you know so we kinda did a, you know, hey thanks for the rain but could you let up a little while so that we could have some sun? And you know about an hour later the rain did kind of let up and we were all like, aha, this is great! And it lasted for about two hours and then it started to rain again and we were all kinda like, oh no! But this Ristandi is his name. I, I think he might be with the Rune Guild. I'm not sure. But he was there. And he was like, well, how else do you expect sort of, Thor to say thank you? But by making it rain. So, you know, he's saying thank you to us by making it rain. Which is <laughs> not what we wanted. But, and, but it made, it made, when he said that, it actually made perfect sense to me, too. Like, oh, yeah. Because it's summer. It's hot. And it's, you know, kind of gross. And, you know, he brings... the the rain that can bring the fertility back to the land, so how else would he say thank you but by increasing the rain? It
2: does make sense.
1: Yeah. Well, especially since his wife is, you know, the goddess of grain. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
2: Crazy how that works.
1: Total
0: craziness. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Feel up to singing your your kinsman's uh, Thor song?
0: Oh, I don't have the voice for it, unfortunately. (laughs) I would totally love to throw it out to the crowd for the podcast because it's hysterical, but I I, I, ugh, I don't even think I could get through two lyrics, um, which is too bad. You you should have to uh, you should call Mike sometime and have him record that out to a podcast for you because it's a great song.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Denise's Thor song to, is a uh, Denise Bowen's Thor song that's good too. That let it rain on me that she yep. does. You know, it's, uh, it's like that mighty boy, let it rain on me. I I can't sing anymore, but but the way she does it's just so beautiful and stunning. Um, and I've heard her sing that too, like in the middle of the woods with a soft rain falling and it's, it's really beautiful.
1: I'll see if I can't beg her to get permission to podcast that. Maybe I'll attach that to this podcast.
2: Ooh, that would be awesome. there's going to be a, like, uh, Going to be recording stuff. Maybe she could record that too. Yeah, that uh, I thought they were going to do.
0: I know that there's there's an album in the works um, with multiple heathen voices on it. I forget if it had a specific theme or if it was more just general. I know it's going to be original songs and stuff,
2: but I it is. Um, I don't think that there is a theme because um, most of the songs that I know of that are going on the album, there's not one other than they're you know. Even
0: related, right? So. Right. Yeah, Hawk would be the one to ask about that, right? Because he's he helping produce that. I forget.
1: I don't it would be
0: know. Good, it would be good to get that song hung out more, because, well, in my opinion, it's a really awesome song. Uh, Mike's Thor song is hysterically funny um, and therefore really awesome, but hers—it's just there's something about that song that really
1: moves me. So one of the other things I was clicking around about is. Uh, one of the things noted is that the giantess Jarnsaxa, Jarnsaxa, leave them.
3: Right. No Modi
1: and Magni by her. Yep. And, and
2: not
1: Seif. Well, and not Seif, and she's also noted as one of the, the the names of one of the mothers of Heimdall.
2: She gets around.
1: <laughs> Apparently.
0: Yeah, those pesky giants you know that I you know I had forgotten that she was one of listed as one of climb doll's mothers I have to go look that up
1: again now anybody got any any wisdom on that one
2: I got nothing <laughs>
0: <laughs> well do we remember what her name what the name means at all I mean what she's
1: referred to is she in like, supposedly iron Sacks is the old Norse name. Iron Sass. Huh. Well, because yeah. iron,
0: I mean, there's the whole flint and iron and, and uh, weapons and iron, and there's there's that sort of connection, I think, maybe. I am just pulling this out of my head right now, so your mileage may vary. Right. But that could be interesting.
1: I was not expecting an answer. I was kind of hoping. <laughs> you brought something I got right? nothing, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, was, oh, nuts. I should go upstairs and get my other Edda because this one doesn't have her in it darn it oh well I might be too lazy to go get it that's interesting to think about
1: pretty much I mean
0: I had always kind of had it in my head as Yarn or John Saxer being um, earthly you know in, in the same sense that Yord is I mean different Entities, but, you know, that kind of Earth uh, entity. Hmm. But then that doesn't make sense if it's one of Heindall's mothers, because his mothers are the waves, right?
1: The the Nine Waves, correct. Yeah,
0: exactly. So the whole Earth thing wouldn't count if she's one of the waves.
1: Iron Sacks is, I mean, that's that's a typical kind of name for a troll woman, giant woman. You know, you know a, right. a, a harsh biting kind of, kind of deal.
0: Yeah.
1: Shrug. Yeah. There's definitely a hole there that we're missing. Yeah. More like the probably the you know the whole story.
0: Yeah, and we could bring up that Modi and Manny survive, you know, Ragnarok. So I mean, they're they children that survive, and I think they're the ones that find uh,
2: Mjolnir, right,
0: and take it up again.
1: Yep. That
2: they're the ones who can
3: pick up Maybe.
1: Perhaps their mother has something to do with that.
3: Yeah. I wonder.
1: We will never know.
3: No.
2: That is an unacceptable answer.
1: Pretty much, but. <laughs> please, come up with a different one.
0: I'm trying. I'm just not coming up with anything immediate. It's interesting. This is one of those things I'm going to chew on when I'm not sleeping. You know that, Dave. <laughs> 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 you know what? And now my memory has completely failed me. Did he have children with sleep as well?
1: None that are known.
0: I'm not, yeah, I was going to say nothing's come into my mind, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything anymore because my brain is a little fried. Um. They have a daughter?
3: I thought they had a daughter. Maybe not.
0: Mm. Yeah, see, that's what I'm wondering, and I don't, I don't
1: think so.
2: And the only reason I say that...
1: Oops, okay, nope, I'm wrong. Did you? The, the prologue of the Zetta also indicates he has a son by Seif named uh Lorindi. Oh,
3: okay. Huh. Lorithindi? Huh.
1: along with an additional 17 generations of descendants
0: well wow. they got around in those days yeah all it says all it got here of Jornaxa is just the mother of Thor's son Magnum which doesn't actually uh, help right I'm gonna look at the page where that comes from just to see what I can find out I love indexes I can find anything in them
1: <clears throat> all right so here's a juicy question I think we can sink our teeth into
3: Sure.
1: Thor's enemy, Jörmungandr, the World Serpent. Yep. It's, it's clear that you know Od- Odin's you know fateful enemy at Ragnarok is Fenris. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know that that makes some sense. He's well associated with the wolves, and uh, Loki kills uh, Heimdall. Yep. You know there there's some age old enmity, enmity there. Jörmungandr. I mean, he goes fishing for Yomanyurder and yep. doesn't, you know, he, he, he's about to kill him, but doesn't. What's so bad about the world serpent? Why is <laughs> Thor after him?
0: I don't know. Um, just just to kind of help us think, this uh, is Larrington's translation of that section in the Volusbides, uh 56. Then the glorious son of Earth, Odin's son, advances to fight against the serpent. In his wrath, the defender of Earth strikes all men must leave their homesteads. Nine steps Fjorden's child takes with difficulty for the serpent of whom scorn has never spoken. I'm oh, sorry, from the serpent of whom scorn has never spoken. Okay. So that's what we got to work with. Um, that and the... Hmm. Now I'm going to go... I, talk amongst yourselves. I need to go look, look up what it says about his fishing expedition.
2: Oh, about um, to change the subject, but I just Googled the word... or. Um, yeah, Google Thor's Daughter. Okay. Um, I found Throod. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. In the Alvis uh, mall, Alvis comes to Thor to claim Thor's Daughter as his bride. Right, so, I never works that well. Rude.
1: You would be hmm. correct.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
1: ding, 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 ding. You win the no prize.
2: <laughs> Guys, don't your
1: really but I mean, there's also a couple other points where Thor runs into the into the Midgard serpent. Uh, obviously, the Utgard Loki saga.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: He uh, wrestles with with the cat, which is the the Midgard serpent. Right. Uh, there's lots of little tales about them bumping into each other as as age old enmity. But what's that rise from? Yeah. My upg on that is I suggest the Midgard serpent doesn't just kind of hang around the world but also causes tidal waves, floods and, you know, all sorts of tsunamis. And in that function, as protector of, of folks from that those malevolent things, that he goes after him and go for that reason.
2: I know, maybe it UPG, but um, you know, the, the big dark serpent keeps growing and as it grows, it would have the ability to just Wallow the earth, and Thor doesn't care for that idea.
0: <laughs> That's my well, I got. In support of uh, Dave's UPG, a little bit here, looking at the Hymir's poem. Uh, the the, the, the part, this is uh, verses 22 through 24. While they're out fishing, the protector of humans, the slayer of the serpent, the ox's head, he whom the gods, the circumscriber beneath all lands, gave to debate yada, yada, yada. He pulls him up. He hits, you know, Thor hits him with the hammer. And then it says, the sea wolf shrieked and the underwater rocks re-echoed. All the ancient earth was collapsing. And then there's a loss in the text. And then it says, then that fish sank into the sea. So, supporting Dave's thought, this, pulling up the, the Midgard serpent caused the underwater rocks to echo and the or ancient earth to collapse. And then we have in uh, the Rolls but it says basically the same thing, that all men must leave their homesteads because of the the fight with the serpent and what the serpent's movement is doing until it dies. So I don't know, I think that supports stays UPG I guess. Hmm.
1: Nifty. For some reason that's making me think about the the end of Ragnarok, where the the lands fall into the sea and, and, and everything drowns at that point. Oh, I
0: wonder if uh, the thrashes of the Midgard Serpent fighting Thor don't have something to do with that then.
2: Hmm. Oh. Hmm. That is an
3: interesting thought, and one that makes a, a little bit
1: of sense. And it certainly makes right. I, I mean, Cert bathes the world in fire. Uh, the Midgard serpent, you know, certainly is big enough to drown everything in in water.
0: And it it's thrashing, yeah. Right. Hmm. But and then you know,
1: Thor, cool. Thor wins that battle. So you know, maybe <laughs> not horribly so much, but. <laughs>
0: I mean, it, it kills him to win. I mean, you know, I think yeah. you know, that I've heard UPG suggesting that that you know takes nine steps back and falls just means that he falls doesn't mean that he dies. And I think, yeah, uh. <laughs> I think that's useful thinking. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's very good thinking. I think it's it's clear that the you know that fight is what kills Thor. Uh, but the fact that he succeeds and kills the Midgard Serpent is really uh, a testament to the god and his
1: strength. Yeah, because uh, I mean, un- unlike Fenris, which there's some indicator that some things can could have been done about, Cert, uh, there there was the potential to do things about. Um, you know, the bo- the bottom line is that unfortunately, the Midgard serpent, nobody knows what to do with.
0: Right, Odin just tosses him away. Basically, isn't that how he gets there?
1: Yeah, right after he's born. Yeah, he's Odin. Basically, sets the whole. Uh, all Ragnarok in motion by throwing, you know, Hela to Niflheim and the the Midgard serpent to the bottom of the ocean,
0: and raising Fen- and you know allowing Fenris to grow up with the gods. Yeah, right. That has he owned, but this is a different show, right?
1: <laughs> Clearly, he didn't have a whole lot of foresight at that point.
0: <laughs> well, or, did he or did he? And that's why it's a whole different podcast.
1: Well, bring it back to Thor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tangrier and Tangnost. I'm sure I'm butchering those names. Thor's yeah. two goats.
0: Nash and Biter or something like that. I know it refers to their teeth. Their names. But tooth Grinder and Gap Tooth is from Helga. She's typing because her mic died. So thank you, Helga. <clears throat> that was helpful.
1: A very helpful save.
0: Yes. But uh, I, what, what brings it to mind for me again it's that what we were talking about ha- about having Thor sorry I shall begin now in English. Uh,
1: Please. <laughs>
0: uh, when we were talking earlier about people kind of underestimating Thor, you know there is a reincarnation story there. right? I mean the, the one of the goats he kills it so that he can feed the people that he's visiting and then he you know puts his hammer over it and raises it from the dead in the morning. Um, and I think that's that's uh, uh, an ability that Thor has that we kind of forget about, is that he can kind of bring that life uh, back, at least into otherworldly beings. I mean, I'm sure he can't change the, the, the fates and the time and places of people's death, but um, it's interesting that he does have that sort of reincarnative ability.
1: Yeah, but yeah, I don't think it's... Like, I, I don't think it's it's quite so much um, like life and death like that as, as right. much as the fact of like he he's such the god of hospitality that he brings his own hospitality that he brings his not not only can he go anywhere with his goats his goats can feed a party
2: just don't eat yeah. their marrow
1: yeah, yeah well just don't be a schmuck <laughs> you
2: know
0: what it comes down to. Good hospitality as long as you're not a schmuck. Um,
1: That's yeah, generally it, a good rule, no matter what.
0: Yeah, you're saying what I was thinking better than I was saying it. Um, but, yeah, that, that he can continue to have that sort of nourishment and that ability to nourish and feed people is really important because, let's face it, in the Northern Europe, food wasn't really easy to come
1: by. Absolutely. And the price for, for breaking the, as we know, the... Thor got his his uh, manservant to be when being hosted by by his family, and said servant uh, bro- broke a bone. And Thor certainly had the right to, you know, do all sorts of things, but took him on as an indentured servant. And this was uh, uh, forgetting the name, the runny guy. <laughs> the running guy.
0: Yeah, I think that's actually in.
1: Uh, he's he's uh, the runner Newgard Loki. Roska. Who?
2: Roska, you said? Yeah. Ah. According to the Google machine, you are just awesome
1: with the Google. Please. No, I think it's uh, to 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 Thazi as. Thazi. Yep.
2: Well, I believe you.
1: As, as DJ has indicated.
2: But wasn't wasn't there two of them? Yes, Tialfi.
1: Yeah, Tialfi yeah, Tia, is the one that runs Inugard Loki. Roskvida Ru- is his sister.
2: Right. So. They, they both They both go with him, right? As, as the servant.
1: Don't recall off the top of my head whether.
2: That's, that's how I remember the story, but I I was, I was only right once today, and that might have been my limit. <clears throat> You've been right more than
3: once.
1: Yeah, D, DJ has supplied the, the names for my faulty memory. Go DJ. He doesn't have a mic, but he's got the answers. So,
2: <laughs> so what else about the friend of man? Oh, Thor's awesome! All right, should There's we talk more about friend. Thor?
1: Have we run out of things to Thor about?
0: <laughs> things to Thor
2: about? I don't know. And we, I think we've covered most of the myths. I mean, it's. I will uh, say, that I think that he's a good. Um, Segue into heathenism For people Yep I know for example I knew of Thor I didn't ever read the comics but I'd always heard of Thor And even before I was heathen I named my cat Thor To make him feel big and strong Because he was the runt of the litter Oh, And then he grew to 25 pounds
1: <laughs> That's awesome
2: Come to find out, he was part man, coon, but nice. <laughs> but I mean, that was before I was even heathen. And then once I became, you know, started learning more about Al I was like, oh hey, that worked pretty significantly. And as a as a newbie heathen, he was the god that I was most comfortable with and most comfortable calling on. And it always he always felt like a like a big brother to me. And um, I've talked to other people who are, are new in the religion and, and they just they kind of feel the same kind of thing with Thor.
1: Yeah, I have to agree. I, I mean, Thor is easily the least complicated, most accessible god pretty much bar, bar none. And as a result, a lot of folks find him and have a very strong relationship with him. So... Which is, of course, much of the point of the religion.
0: Right. I mean, and I've never been particularly close to Thor in that same way, but he's also just sort of that, he's got your back guy. You know what I mean? He's the guy who has your back. He's the guy that you know that you can count on and call on when you have need.
1: And DJ's typed out, I I think Stan Lee, speaking of the comics, did a good job of introducing Thor to the young of the world. Oh, yeah. I think that... That, that point is pretty much, I mean, not only is that why we're here, but the, the fact is that that stuff is such a powerful inspiration. Even those who don't get called to the religion still find this stuff to be awesome. Because yep. it is.
0: <laughs> and that, I mean, from the, from the comic book standpoint, that kind of thing is happening even today. I mean, there's this uh, show on the Cartoon Network, Superhero Squad or something, but, you know, it's all... Uh, those characters but it, you know Thor's right there in it um, talking funny the way they always made Thor talk funny in the comics but again it's right there on national television people can see oh there's this guy Thor who's a comic book character and a god isn't that cool and, and DJ's point is is valid that that actually does kind of get people introduced to Thor in a different kind of a way and uh, so they're sort of used to him he's almost like a hero of the masses. Which is as it should be, really,
1: I think. Yep. And DJ saying, I mean, he relates to man on their level, not standing above them, like his father, but right there, fighting alongside with man, for man, and even dies once or twice. Well, in the comics. (laughs) (laughs) comics. And yes, he dies at Ragnarok, but... (laughs) (laughs) But that's kind of the point is, in fact, I I suggest that is the the point of most of the gods of the fact that they are mortal. They have a stake in the game and they very much fight for us. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, Thor's function is protection of us from the giants. Yes. Why? Because it's important. Midgard's where you keep your stuff, right, Dave? Midgard's where I keep my stuff. I would really rather not the, the giants destroy my stuff and the world and my family and everything along with it. <laughs> kind of attached to that.
0: I, see, there it is again. Okay, it's there's eight fifty seven that with Helga. I thought Helga. I thought you had been typing something, but I didn't catch a uh, comment. So um, if there was something you wanted us to read, let us know so that we can make sure it's on here.
1: Or not. <laughs>
0: or not. Up to you. You can change your mind anytime. Helga. Helga wrote. Um, she was just saying that thor was easier to approach than many of the other gods because he seems closer to us in personality so to speak and i think that's a good point
2: yeah
1: yep Thor is easily the most extroverted of the gods and you know the party god the the, the god of doing stuff of activities and right. you know who can't relate to that
0: right yeah he's almost the most i mean he's still a god i don't mean it in that way, but, you know, he's, like, the most human of the gods in some ways, you know what I mean? Like, he's the easiest one to kind of get. And he's not as scary as some of the other ones are.
1: Yeah. Odin has all sorts of complications. A lot of the other yeah. gods have yeah. nasty, you know, mysterious functions. Thor? No, he, he's got the hammer. He, he's, you you know, for? <laughs> he, He's got the hammer and knows how to use it. Right. What do you mean?
0: Be, uh, go for it, Patty. Sorry, T- I was asking what he meant. DJ wrote, uh, "Could that be because his mother is Yord?"
1: The Earth. That's an awesome point. Kudos to you. <laughs> yeah, great. Yep, never even thought about that. But yeah, that's an excellent point. I mean, he he's the protector of Midgard. Why is he the protector of Midgard? Mom. It's his mom. Yeah, duh, right? And here we are sitting
0: here for an hour, and that's DJ comes up with it for us. That's an excellent point. I've got to remember that.
1: (laughs) Well, metaphorically speaking, yeah. DJ saying he wants to protect his mother and us who lives on his mom. But yeah, I mean.
2: Wow, that (laughs) sounds weird. Weird. Yeah, weird. But totally, I understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: but protecting the Earth and all things that live on it, absolutely, because that's his mom. I think that might be the inside of the day, DJ. You're here.
1: But wait, there's more. <laughs> try
2: something. Yeah.
1: So, should we talk about what we want to do next time? Hospitality. Hospitality. <laughs> okay. We're to do well, this. DJ says free. Well, unfortunately, uh, Tanya was first. In okay. fact, Tanya told me we were supposed to be doing that this time. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: So, Tanya. she's in theory four weeks ahead. Or I'm four weeks behind, depending on how you look at
3: it.
1: (laughs) All right. So with no further ado, I will hit the big red button to stop this.
0: Thanks, everybody. It was good. Yeah, this was a good conversation. Thanks, everybody.